don't don't pick a remote policy and say we're we're a remote friendly company and we love remote and then you get all these people on board and then come to find out that it's basically the office sitting at home because I now have a 24-hour video feed on me so that I can be micromanaged and they're watching what I'm doing and they're logging my keystrokes and you know that's not going to fly with people if you tell them that you're a remote friendly company just so if that's what you need to do fine but Welcome to 33 Tangents, a weekly podcast featuring a rotating panel of co-hosts that all work together in the same company, but live in different areas of the world. The discussions cover a wide variety of topics from digital analytics to working remotely to current happenings in business and technology. Our regular day-to-day conversations often go off in various directions, and the goal of this podcast is to share our ideas and find new ways to engage with others. So what's going on? Well, it's Wednesday. So it is Wednesday. We got that going on for us. Well, I guess we're recording this on a Wednesday. You'll, yeah. you're probably hearing it on a who knows what day. Friday, if Maybe. you listen to it with the day it comes out, right? No, I changed them to Wednesdays. Oh. So, so the, the episode drops go. on Wednesday. Wednesday. So, so there you so go. So if people are listening to this as it drops, yep, it's a Wednesday for them as well. All right. Well, awesome. How are things? Things are good. Things are good. Um, this would have been my wife's back to school week, but it is not since she's so, staying home this year. Awesome. How is she liking it? Uh, good. I mean, it's 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 a bit of an adjustment. Early, it kind of, but... yeah. It, it 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 caught up with us. Like you know, I, I you know, I knew summer was flying by this year, but I didn't realize how fast yeah. until Sunday night. She said. Well, I would have been getting ready to oh actually hold on for just a second. All right, I'm back. I forgot to hardwire in just to prevent any kind of like skipping or whatnot. So she, she turned to me, she goes, you know, I would have been getting ready to go back to school tomorrow, but I'm not. And I mean, cause we're incredibly fortunate that, that, that she's able to stay at home and we're able to have some, some fun adventures. Yeah. You know, really take advantage of my flexibility. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Like we're, uh, Labor Day weekend, which is coming up. We, um, you know, like everybody here races down to the Jersey Shore, you know, Thursday night or Friday afternoon as soon as they get out of work. Uh, we're going to go down Sunday night and then we'll come home Wednesday night because nice. everyone will be racing to come home, you know, shortly after lunch on Monday. Yeah. So and like I, I remember it was two years ago. It was it was Monday of Labor Day weekend and you know, we're getting ready to go home. It was maybe about two thirty, three o'clock in the afternoon as we're we're driving, you know, as we're we're leaving the shore house to, to come home. But yeah, we see this this couple with two young kids making their way to the beach, and I'm like, I want that to be us. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I'm I'm a fan of the uh the off peak time mm-hmm. travel. That's my thing. Yeah, because most kids in this area go back to school next week. Okay. And so one of the things we're doing is I'm taking off next Wednesday. 
and we're going to this neat little theme park um, on the way to Atlantic City. You know, it, it's really meant for for little kids. So we're going to take uh, the kiddo there. Yeah. You know, on Wednesday. You know, and because uh, right after Labor Day, Labor Day, they just go to being open on weekends only. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, let's go down on Wednesday. You know, it won't be super crowded, and uh, that should be fun. Very fun. The uh, the joys of having a flexible work setup. Yeah. No, it's awesome. Yeah. And it's a good reminder because we, we, even though we have the autonomy and flexibility, we often get stuck in our ways and don't fully take advantage of it. So mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a good reminder that we need to take advantage of that time. I, I mean, and actually you're giving me my perfect segue for today. Um, it, it took me a couple years being here to really get rid of like that, that, that tether to the desk. Yeah. It, it took me a good couple of years to really get comfortable with that level of flexibility. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to cut out on a Wednesday afternoon. Everything is, everything's in good, in good shape, yeah. right? Everything, everything is where it needs to be. I'm going to go cut out and we're going to go somewhere fun. Yeah. It's an adjustment. Um, because we've, we've grown up with that, that mindset of trying to fill a certain expectation and it's, it's hard to break out of that. It really is. Mm-hmm. It is like, um, so like I, I've gone down the, the camping rabbit hole. Um, I think I've started telling you about this. So a little while ago, I started kind of getting this idea in the back of my head, like, getting a small camper because it's just the three of us getting mm-hmm. a small camper and start taking road trips. And then it was when I saw my brother-in-law. So my, my wife's brother who's big into camping, you know, he, uh, we saw him back in July and he was like, you know, you guys with, with the truck. Cause I was talking about getting, you know, a, a little bit bigger of a truck. He's like, Oh, with that, just get like, get a small camper and you guys can just, head out and do stuff like on the weekends or long weekends, stuff like that. I'm like, this is the universe smacking me in the face, (laughs) you know, that, you know, this is something you really should do. So I've I've gone down the rabbit hole of, of that whole thing. And we're, we're driving home from Connecticut. That's where um, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law live um, this past weekend because we went up for his 40th birthday. And, you know, I turned to my wife, I said, what if when, JP is 10 or 12 years old. We homeschool him for a year and just go on road trip after road trip after road trip, you know, take him to, to see all of this stuff. And that that's part of it is part of his learning that year is going and seeing all of these, these things. I mean, wouldn't it be cool? Like, you know, we, we go out for three weeks and we head out to, you know, um, to Colorado, Utah, uh, New Mexico, see all of the, the various sites out there. And then we come back and then we maybe go down to Texas and then come back and, and whatnot. She goes, that actually sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm like, okay, good. You know, I'm, I'm kind of staking a, a flag of like eight years out that that's where we want to be. That sounds, that sounds amazing. And I want to say, isn't, isn't there a book or something about, uh, uh, father and son, he took his son out of school, his senior year of high school, and they just did an epic road trip. And you are a hundred percent frozen. Oh, you're back. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm back now. You were you were about to say isn't? I said um, it 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 makes me think that maybe there's a book or something. I I want to I want to say I heard a story about a father and a son who his they they took the son out of school his senior year and his for his senior year they did this giant epic road trip together and mm-hmm. kind of talked about what they learned. I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to Google it now. Yeah. Yeah. Let let me, I want to read that then. It's just, it's, I, I granted like with other things going on right now, there's, you know, first things first that need to be taken care of, but it's like kind of starting to set that intention of what I would love to see us start doing in two to three years. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds awesome. So yeah, let me know when uh, when you find that book. I'd love to check it yeah, out. Yeah, I'll have to go. I'm probably not going to find it now, but I, I swear that there was, I heard of something. Anyway, I will, mm-hmm. I'll find it and I'll share it with you when I mm-hmm. so, come across it. So can you believe it? This is our 175th episode. Oh, really? That's yes, crazy. it is, right? Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's nuts. That's awesome. Um, nice, nice little milestone to, to hit there. Um, but to, to dig into our topic and, and how flexibility is going to play a segue here. So the last several episodes, we've been talking about online privacy and, and, you know, that being such a hot topic and, you know, our perspectives on it. I, I want to pivot to, to a new series uh, of okay. episodes today. And this is a topic we've, we've covered you know, several times before in individual episodes or the ideas come up in in our talk, but I want to kind of pull together a string of episodes to really tie a lot of those conversations together without being completely and utterly redundant. Yeah. So I want to talk about remote work. I mean, it's core to how we do business. It's, um, it's something that, that we crave. And like I said, like, um, working remotely like it, it's it's a different mindset in so many different ways including what we were talking about like it took me a couple of years just to kind of get out of the the office mindset and get into well i can make this as flexible as i need it to be you know yeah. as long as stuff gets done no one seems to yell no you know everybody's happy as long as stuff gets done doesn't matter when i do it how i do it and where i do it um because by the way as a side note um like this September, one of the things I'm going to do is I'm actually going to go down and work from the boardwalk at the shore for a couple of hours. And I'm going to take my iPad. There's a coffee shop on the boardwalk. I've already You're got just, it. Set. Just going to go down there just to work. I'm going to go down there for a couple of hours, work there, and just That's just awesome. to say I did it. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll pick a Friday. I'll, I'll go there, hang out there on the boardwalk. I'll send you a picture of of me working from the boardwalk. I'll work from there for a couple of hours, just for you know, just to, just to say it. I did it. Yeah. Uh, that's those are the things that we should be doing more of honestly yeah um so right now you know the debate or you can even call it an argument um around remote work is is about if and when and um if even people want to to go back to um go back to the office you know there are companies that are mandating employees come back you know, there, there's talk of a lot of people, you know, being in the position of saying, well, then I'm out. I, I don't want to go back to the office. So where I want to focus on today, uh, well, actually, before I do that, part of the introduction that I skipped over is, you know, when I tell people about what I do, um, I get one of two reactions. It's either I could never do that 
or it's the, it must be so nice to not have to get out of your pajamas. Um, I wish I could do that, you know, in that way, inferring this is something super easy to do. You know, while we were just joking about how flexible it is and how fun it can be, not necessarily easy because the flexibility and the fun and the goodwill goes away when shit doesn't get done. So just a, just a side note there. So I want to kick off with a stupid slash rhetorical question. Um, is remote work for everybody? No. Yeah. I mean, so I've changed my stance on this over the years. I, um, I, in the beginning said, uh, yes, it is. And I was very hard headed. You're not going to convince me otherwise that from a knowledge worker standpoint, remote work is absolutely for everyone in the way to go. Uh, I, I've definitely softened my stance on that a bit over the years and um, come to the, the conclusion that it's not. I think um, from a business standpoint, maybe that's a different conversation. Um, but from a personal standpoint, I, you know, I think my lens says, yes, why wouldn't anybody want to do this? But there, 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 there's a pretty good segment of people that it doesn't, it doesn't align with them. Um, and, you know, I think this for me started to change on a road trip to Vegas with myself and Ben Gaines. We took a, a road trip to Vegas and he's very much, a, I need to be in the office person. And the first half of that road trip was like me trying to convince him. I'm like, no, you don't. Like, it's about remote. You need to be remote. And uh, by the time we rolled into Vegas, I'm like, okay, I don't think you need to be remote. I think if, you know, the office is for you, it's for you. So um, it was it was really important for me to be open and hear his side of the story and how he thinks and operates. And it really started to shift my focus as, as far as um, being so um, one side or the other on this debate and that there's a lot of gray area and that there's a lot of areas where people are on one extreme or another. And I, and I believe that's okay. Um, what I think is important is for people to, I guess a couple of things, one, evaluate what they need to be happy and successful. Um, and then two, uh, remote work does give you by by default a lot of things that you don't get by default in the office. And so if you're if you're coming to the conclusion that remote work isn't for me, that I really need to be in the office, I would just say for those people, just make sure you're not giving up the some of the real critical pieces of remote work, and that is around autonomy and flexibility of your schedule. So, you know, I think if, if for you, your well-being and the way you operate, you need to be in an office, I think that's a perfectly fine conclusion to come to, but don't do it at um, the expense of giving up autonomy and flexibility. So what, what, why, what do you think goes into, into that, it, you know, it being for someone, is it you know, just personality? Is it, um, yeah, what... Yeah. What do you think makes, you know, people it either be for somebody or not? Like what, what characteristics do you think are involved there? I think, I mean, I think it's a lot of things. Um, I, I, I think, I think personality traits is, is one of them um, for, for someone, you know, I think we've had some of these conversations before talking about the major differences between 
introverts and extroverts and there are huge gradations within those um, categories as well but but people that are either true extroverts or have kind of that social aspect of being an introvert they get their energy being around lots of other people and interactions with other people um, for introverts it's quite the opposite we we get our energy from very small intimate conversations alone time thinking time to ourselves and so for someone that has those social needs um i think remote work can be very very challenging and not that it can't be fulfilled but it's more on you and it's important to accept that right because if i go into the office that social structure is pre-built in for me i don't even have to think about it I, I'm in the office, I go to meetings, we sit in conference rooms, I go to the cafeteria, group is going out to lunch, so we go out to lunch. That social structure is built in for me. If I'm a remote worker, now the emphasis is on me to own that. It doesn't just happen organically. I have to force that to happen. I have to force kind of social outings and going out and having lunch with colleagues and, and maybe going to a co-working location to do some work. And that's hard for people because the default is I'm going to stay in my pajamas and roll into the office and just do some work. For someone that needs that that strong social interaction, it can be a very lonely um, and depressing place to, to be for, for sure. And so um, it's not to say it won't work, but again, the emphasis is more on you. And it's something that you need to be honest with yourself about is and, and say, is that something that I'm capable of doing? Is that something that I have the um, energy to create? Or am I just going to fall into working, you know, kind of by my, myself remotely? And is that going to be a problem for me? I'm not sure if that answers your question. I ended up going on a tangent. But I, I think that that is, is, is part of it. The other part of it is um, just the structure of work itself. And, and people being honest with, with themselves. And I've had conversations with lots of people that are really missing and craving the office. And it's not so much about the office itself, but it's the structure of the work that they're missing. And they're just being honest with themselves saying like, I am not a good remote worker. I don't, it, it doesn't come naturally to me to sit down in the morning and say, all right, I'm going to design my day. I'm going to figure out when and where I'm going to work. It just doesn't come natural to me. And so I struggle with it. I need to go back in the office where there's an expectation that, you know, I'm going to roll in there somewhere between eight and 10 and I'm going to roll out of there be somewhere between four and six. And there's a lunch period that's somewhere around noon and, you know, there's meetings structured for me. They just feel much more comfortable having that structure to their day. And I think it's very mature and wise for them to be able to admit to themselves that, I just don't like or I struggle with being able to create that structure for myself. So um, I think the common theme here is that for remote work, whether it's quote for you or not, the, the really the real common theme here is that people that are either attracted to it or successful in it or those that are uh, turned off by it or not so successful to it uh, in it. Uh, really comes down to that component of do I have the skills, desire, capability to provide the work structure myself or am I better fit going somewhere where that structure is provided for me? Mm -hmm. No, I, I think that that was great because I really like when you got into the, the, the concepts of, you know, 
extroverts versus introverts, you know, those, those two personality types. Um, because I, I know, and I've always known I'm an introvert. Um, and I have always hated going into, into the office. Um, and yeah, I think as part of that too, as I'm, I'm thinking through this, um, because yeah, the personality types, you know, really lend to which one could work better for you. Um, you know, the, the other component, which you started to touch on there, but from the aspect of like the, the social hierarchy and whatnot, um, it being set for you or not, it's, you know, the idea of like, you know, are you a self-starter or not? Um, because, you know, for, for someone, you know, you know, it, it seems like what I've noticed over the last four to five years is those that thrive best with remote work. And it's not saying that you can't, again, I, we got to caveat all of this, you know, just because what we're, our, our perspective on it doesn't mean, you know, if you don't have these certain traits, you can't, but I've seen those that have thrived the most are the ones that are, are self-starters. Um, they don't need, you know, the, the group meetups in person every day to, to organize themselves. They're, they're, they're quite organized, you know, by themselves and they, they know how to organize their day. Um, so I'm starting to ramble, but um, I think no, that's also I'm, something to add to it. For, for sure. And I, I agree. And I, and I also want to be careful in saying that it's, it, it's important that we are, we don't put labels on it either as good or bad or right or wrong. It's, it's just a different way of working. It's what uh, works best for you. That, that's right. So if, 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 creating your own structure and you having the internal desire to create that motivation to quote self star and, and structure your day is something that aligns with you. Then remote work is, is a, I'm talking way too much with my hands here. It's the um, Italian. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> no, I lost my train of thought. Then remote work <laughs> is, is really a, a, an ideal setup for, for you. If, if on the other hand, you're, you're not, and, and, your, where you perform the best is in environments where that structure is provided for you and you don't even have to think about it. Again, it's, it's important that we don't label that as good or bad or right or wrong because both people can be insanely valuable, creative, can do really um, important things. It's just which environment is best for me to be able to do those things. And over the years, um, hold on sidetracked by a text message see this happens in real time um so over the years I, I again i've changed my stance um and i've changed the way i viewed it and i think that that's okay you know it's i i hope hopefully it's healthy to be able to get more knowledge and experience and be able to change your beliefs and what you think about things because on this topic i absolutely have over the years really changed the way i i think about it and um, early on, um, I wouldn't have come to the conclusion that that it's it's okay to be one way or the other. I would have been very firm again. It's like you have to remote work is where it's at. If you're not doing remote work, you're an idiot and you're not doing it right. I've very much come off that stance, and I'm much more I'm much more coming from a perspective now that. It should be a very big opportunity for people to choose that, but it's it's not something everyone should choose because it isn't for everyone. 
it should be a it should be a choice for those that have done the work to understand themselves and understand that that is where that they can be the most valuable. And on the flip side, it's also true that it's really important that we have um, more physical locations and structure for, provided for people that have done the thinking and gone through the thought process to say, this is what I need to be the most successful. And both of those are correct outcomes. What what the most important thing is, is that we have the ability um, and I don't know how we sh- how you structure this from a business standpoint to give multiple options. And maybe it's okay that you don't. Maybe it's just this is how we work A versus B, or maybe we have a hybrid model and allow people to select companies that best align with with their needs to say, this is what I need in order to be the most productive. I that I think is a very healthy place to to get to. And back to my original thought before I lost my my train of thought was it's what now disturbs me and bothers me the most about the remote work discussion, especially on social media is as, as tends to happen with hot topics like this, you develop um, a very outspoken cohort of thought leaders and, and people looking to take advantage of these new spaces. And so if you look on LinkedIn, if you look on Twitter, the people that have the most followers getting the most interaction around remote work are these very far to the one side of remote work saying that it's all remote work or nothing. You're a moron if you don't. Companies that, you know, don't do full remote work are idiots. I I just have a problem with it because it's not that black and white. It's just, it just isn't, nor nor should it be. We should have options for people, again, to choose work environments where they have a setup that is going to allow them to be the most successful. And I think it's absolutely ludicrous to think that that is remote, full remote for everybody. And again, this is a huge change of thought for me. If you would have asked me that question five years ago, I would have said, absolutely, 100%, everyone should, should be remote. I, I just don't think that anymore. Mm-hmm. And I mean that that that's healthy, to 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 be able to change change a perspective like that, because kind of going back to where we started with this, you know, the the, the two types of reactions, I, I get, you know, the first one being someone says, well, I I, I could never do that, and um, you know, my my response is is that, you know, well, one, I first ask like, have you tried it? And right. some people know, but I just know I can't. I'm like, well, I would say, you know, if you have the option, give it a try. But those that have said, oh, yeah, I've tried it and I just can't. Um, I just don't have the discipline to to start uh, because we had an episode of quite a while back of like what what makes someone successful in remote work. And one of our perspectives is is the idea of routine, mm-hmm. having having that morning routine that tells you work starts. And so, yeah, like people said, I've tried and I just, I can't like, there, there's a barrier there and the office, um, helps me, you know, break up my day the way, mm-hmm. the way I needed to. For, for sure. And again, I think it's, it's important to really seek those answers out for yourself and figure out what model fits best for you. And we're kind of talking in extremes as well as full remote versus not. And, and again, it's not that simple. There, there, there are lots of options that are developing out there. You have companies that are full remote, like ours, and we'll 
for the foreseeable future be full remote. Um, you have companies that have been very firm that it's full in office. And if you don't like that, go find a job somewhere else. So you have those extremes. Um, but you have a lot starting to form in the middle, where whether you call it, um, I don't know, what, what are they calling it? Flexibility, part-time, uh, hybrid, a hybrid model. So you have, you have different setups within that hybrid space where it's maybe hey, there's an expectation that it's three days in the office, two days at home. We'll give you the option of what those days are. There's some companies where it's, well, Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, absolutely have to be in the office. Thursday and Friday, you can work from home. Um, Others that are going a little bit more towards the remote work side where they're saying, look, there's no expectation at all that you come in the office, but it's here for you as a resource. Um, so you can use it if you want to come work in the office, you can use it as a collaboration space. So that's really where I think the discussion is going to lie is that kind of intermediary gradient space. You're always going to have these few outliers on the ends that are full office, full remote. Uh, but I think the more interesting discussion where, where employees are really going to have to think about is that gradient in between, because that honestly is where most employers I'm seeing are falling. Um, it's not on one of the extremes. It's it's somewhere in that middle of a hybrid model. As an and as an employee and as an employer and a manager, it's important to figure out what that looks like. And again, ask the very healthy questions: Is this the right setup for me in order for me to be happy and most successful in in my job? And as we're seeing this landscape shift, especially as as COVID has really caused and forced this to happen more quickly than it was going to anyway. It's okay to say, I thought one thing two years ago, but now I think something else and my current employer doesn't align with that anymore. It's okay to admit that. Um, and it's not, it's not a condemnation that, you know, your employer's bad or you're failing in your current position. It's that, no, things have changed and I've reevaluated things. And now it's a really great opportunity for me to say, this model is not ideal. I now know the model that is right for me, I'm going to start to go look for companies that fit that model. And it's it's such a, a major mindset change from an employment standpoint. Um, I think as you get older in your career, you start thinking about it, but we're seeing now more employees across the board, regardless if they're in their 20s or their 40s, they're thinking more about the environment and setup of the company that they're going to work for rather than the job the role or the title, um, you know, which oftentimes, especially early in our career, we don't even think about it. It's like, yeah, I'm just going to go get a job and they're going to pay me. But now, and again, I, we've kind of learned this through, through the, the pandemic is that the environment that we work in is really what is the most important thing um, above any of those other, other pieces. And we're really putting a lot of emphasis on making sure that we're working for companies that align with the environment that works best for us. And it's a win-win, obviously, or it, honestly, it, it should be obvious that it's, it's a win-win. If, if, if companies are open with their model and employees are selective in choosing the companies that best fit them, both parties win. You have happier employees that are going to produce more value, which means the company is going to be more successful, which means they're going to generate more revenue. So I'm, I'm hoping this is something that everyone is open to, being transparent about. And you have this habit of kind of preemptively ask, answering the questions I'm about to ask. 
Well, I mean, it's our 175th episode. We, we've kind of aligned here. We, we, we've got this. Because where I was going to go next was, you know, asking another hypothetical question, or not hypothetical, rhetorical question. Uh, I mean, of like, you know, because you were talking about those two extremes. What are your thoughts for folks that are, you know, being pushed to one of those two extremes and it, it, it no longer works for them? Because obviously the easy answer is, is, go look elsewhere but yeah. you know what else you know was there anything else to do well, other than that yeah and and hopefully you you work in, with a company that is is not going to be so rigid and again if we look at social media and the news they're going to highlight the companies and i can't remember was it barclays or there was a couple of companies that were that were kind of front and center in the news that took a very strong stance of get your ass back in the office or go find another job I don't think that's indicative of most companies. I'm, I'm hopeful that most companies have empathetic management teams that say, look, we're trying to figure this out as well. This is kind of what we're leaning towards and are at least open to the conversation of me as an employee coming to them and saying, you know, we've all learned a lot over the last couple of years. Here's what I'm understanding is the environment that I'm going to be able to create the most value for you. Is this something that we can work together to support something or are you firmly set on it being this, which doesn't align with how I'm going to work best. Um, I, I, hopefully you work for a management team where that's a healthy conversation to have other than trying to just have that conversation in isolation and then come to a conclusion and say, well, it doesn't align. Um, so therefore I need to go find a new job. Because my wife and I know um you know, a, a couple of people that when everything went remote, uh, some, some people moved. We know a few people that, that, that moved and, you know, they, they, since they were doing their jobs 100% remote, um, and it was, it was kind of said as, as indefinitely, um, they, they moved like two hours away from the city. You know, mm-hmm. they moved out to a more rural kind of area. And when they were starting to, to talk about coming back into the office, they were like, we're not, we're, we're, we're staying where we're at. We're, you know, I'll try to get in once a week. Maybe we can cut a deal like that. I'll come in once a week uh, because it's now two, two and a half hour drive. Yeah. Yeah. And I, that, that's, that's going to happen. I, I thought it was going to happen sooner, but as we've had kind of different waves and peaks in, uh, in, in the pandemic, it's been a little bit slower than I had anticipated. So we're, we're probably still a little premature for that being a forcing behavior at this point. We're probably, I don't know, spring or summer of next year where this is really going to start to play out, where mm-hmm. business is going to go somewhat, quote, back to normal. Um, and employers and employees are going to have to come to a reckoning of, am I willing to give up what I've had the last couple of years in order to maintain my employment? And that's, that's going to be a, a difficult conversation uh, to, to have because the reality is, is that for some companies, they may not be open to it. Um, and they may say, you know, we, we wanted to provide this flexibility or maybe our hand was forced to provide this flexibility because of the um, pandemic. Um, however, um, now that we're kind of back to some kind of business as, as usual, we're going to go back to the way things were before. I think that they're, they're, uh, they're in their right to, to do that. That's a perfectly fine conclusion to come to what they're going to have to also accept though, is that they're going to probably 
lose a big portion of their employee base. And they'll just have to have a plan for how to replace those employees with, again, employees that, as we've talked about, better align with their structure, which they're out there. They're just going to have to be open and transparent that this is our model and this is the type of employee that we're going to to look for because the reality is, is there is going to be a large number of employees where they're going to hear from their employer, you know, we, we'd love to support this, but, you know, you being two hours away is just not feasible and the employee and they're going to hear from a lot of those employees that are going to say, I understand, I've enjoyed the opportunity to be here, you know, it's time for us to go our separate ways. See, here's the thing is, it's like, for those that want to try it, but can't, but honestly, at this point, who hasn't had a chance to, to yeah, try I mean, working remote over the last year and a half? It's, but, it, but, it, to, it, but to be fair, to be, to, to be fair to them, it's maybe not reflective of what it may look like in the future. If, if that's a fair statement, because um, it's, it's a slightly different different scenario than I think the future is going to be because there wasn't a lot of thought for, for, for companies that didn't have experience working remote before they didn't have a lot of time to think about it. They just kind of threw something together and say, go work remote. That may not be indicative of what the experience looks like going forward. Once they have an opportunity to as companies do put process and policies and things in place. So yes, we've had an opportunity pretty much everyone in a knowledge worker role has had an opportunity to experience remote work. Um, but it may not be indicative of what remote work may look like on again, both of the extremes. So if you're, if you're at a company where your whole history was in the office, you, you rolled in on a Monday and they said offices closed indefinitely go work from home. That work from home experience you're having right now is vastly different than what it would look like if you had worked for a company that was started and built as a remote first company. And it's going to look vastly different from a company that has had the time to think about the policies and procedures they're going to put in place to be a company that has a strong hand and directive on how you work remotely. So yes, we've all had the chance to work remote. No, it may not be indicative of what an actual remote work setup will look like outside of a pandemic. Mm -hmm. So what would be your biggest piece of advice for companies, you know, with your history of working remote, being a proponent of it, um, running a, a remote first company for those companies that are embracing it, you know, go forward now. It was initially yeah. just something temporary to get, get through the pandemic, but they've seen benefits, employers, employees are, are happier and whatnot. What would be the biggest piece of advice you would give companies as they're starting to set up those processes and procedures? Because the reason why I'm asking that question is, is whenever we start to see processes and procedures come in, like it's not always a good thing. And yeah. granted, none is also not a good thing. Um, but like, you know, for those companies who are like, okay, we need this for the long haul. You know, I could see some of them trying to replicate the office remotely, which yeah. that's not going to have a great experience. They're not going to have a great experience there. Yeah. So I would say two things. One, to, to your point, don't if don't try to replicate the office remotely. It's it's something completely different. And if if your vision is try to, to replicate an office experience remotely, it's going to be a failure. I've seen lots of examples of this of this over the last couple of years. Now, that's not to say we shouldn't be um, 
we shouldn't be empathetic with things that happen in the office that we need to find analogs for. Absolutely. But don't try to just recreate a in the office, a remotely. It, it just doesn't work. But more importantly than that, my biggest piece of advice is just be clear and transparent on what it is, what flavor you're choosing. Uh, uh, again, I don't, I don't think there's a one size fit all approach for how businesses address um, remote work and flexibility into the future. There's going to be a huge gradient of flavors that that businesses can choose from. I would just say be be clear and transparent on the one that you're choosing. I I think that is going to drive the biggest value um, for for companies because what will happen if you're not transparent in that? Which companies in the past haven't always been and. Most of them aren't in their hiring practices. Just think about companies that you've interviewed with. They're anything but truthful and transparent in their hiring. They want to put on this kind of best face window dressing so that you come in and buy. And then, wait a minute, this isn't what you sold me. This is something completely different. Because they don't want to give you all, well, actually, you know, it's a challenge here. We have baggage. We have things. They're not going to ever say that. But the weird thing is, I think if they do, you end up attracting employees where it's like, okay, this is, this is a fit for me. And the same is true for this flavor, whatever flavor of remote that you pick, just be open about it and be clear so that you can attract employees that have put the thought into it and say, yeah, your flavor that you've picked, that is right for me. I want to come work for you. Don't, don't pick a remote policy and say, we're, we're a remote friendly company and we love remote. And then you get all these people on board and then come to find out that it's basically the office sitting at home because I now have a 24 hour video feed on me so that I can be micromanaged and are watching what I'm doing and they're logging my keystrokes. And you know, that's not going to fly with people if you tell them that you're a remote friendly company, just so if that's what you need to do, fine, but be transparent about it and say, this is how we're going to manage it going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as we start to, to, to wrap up here, um, for those that, you know, the, the past year and a half has been an introduction to remote work and it's something that they're like, you know what, I think this is something that works for me. Mm-hmm. What would be the one thing you would tell them, make sure you try? Not as a preemptive, like to make sure it's for you, but make sure you try and do this. So the employee is also not replicating just the office at home. Oh man, that is a really, uh, really good question. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I have an, an answer to that. Um, I, I, and I'm going to fall back on being open and honest with yourself about the setup that you need to, to really be successful. I don't want to say that we've uh, reduced expectations over the last year and a half, two years, but again, we have to be realistic that this is, this is not a normal time and things are absolutely functioning differently. And, and so while we may feel good and successful working remote right now, it's important to accept that this is probably not the reality going forward, that that's going to change and there's probably going to be different level of expectations. So I would just say for those employees, especially those that this has been their first exposure to remote work, is to really evaluate it and be honest with yourself and ask that question that we started off the episode asking, you know, do I need to be in an environment where the structure is provided for me or do, do I have the desire and skills to be a self-starter to design my day? Because again, 
you may be doing parts of that right now, but it's just not normal. It's, it's, we've kind of just kind of had the expectation that's ah, different. Everyone's working from home. So we're going to kind of cut everybody some slack. Once we go back to some kind of sense of normal, there's going to be some higher expectations on you as a remote worker. Are you comfortable owning that? Or is your comfort level going to be more back in the office? Mm-hmm. Yes. Very, very well said. Um, you know, my, my thoughts around that are go out and experiment with some fun stuff. You know, think of things like that you have maybe always wanted to do because it, it's almost like it feels like in some ways this is like the 90 day free trial mm-hmm. of yeah. work from home. Yeah. Well, you know, try it before you buy it. Um, because I do, I think back for, for me specifically, like for, for more than 10 years now, I've had the ability to work from home. So the one company I worked for, it was, it was a bit of a hybrid. You know, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd work from home two days a week and go in the office three days. And, you know, sometimes like you know, during the winter where it would snow pretty badly, I'd, I'd be home for a week or so. Um, and, and, and that worked. And then, um, you know, worked for a company where I was remote, but doing a lot of traveling and then, then here, but still it wasn't up until oh God, maybe a year and a half to two years ago when it was like, I've got more flexibility than I've been taking advantage of. Um, you know, there's no one staring over me, you know, you know, staring over my shoulder to make sure I'm in a desk. Why not try to, to re- branch out and try to find some fun places to go work and and try that and and really try to embrace it. And, and granted, like you can't do that all the time. There are days where it's just like I need to come into my office, lock the door behind me and sit down and crank out work. There are definitely those days. But then it's it's seeking out the opportunities when eh, maybe I don't have things that have to be delivered so soon I can go out and, uh, or I don't have deadlines quickly approaching. Mm-hmm. I can go try to find somewhere to, to, to work, whether it's something as simple as the front patio and sitting outside or going to a park or, or something like that. Yeah. I, I, I think that's, that's good advice. Again, kind of trying to experience the totality of, of remote work and just getting outside of the necessity of, well, we don't have any other option right now. Um, I think that's, that's great advice. Cool. Well, this is fun. It was fun to, to catch up on this, yeah. this topic again. It, it's always something where we have something to, to talk about. And yeah, it's, it's the last year and a half. It's like people have been, been thrown into this, um, whether they wanted to or not. And at least from what I'm seeing is, is there's a lot of people that are like, I really like this. I can get my job done. I don't need to go into an office and I can live where I want to live, kind of have, you know, some of the, the, the thing, like a lifestyle that I want without having to say being close proximity to an office downtown. It's true. It's been incredibly eye opening for a lot of people. And I think that's, that's a good thing. Um, it's unfortunate that this is the event that had to cause that, but, um, this having a different option for work was invisible to so many people for so long. And as a positive coming out of this, the fact that employees again, now see that they have a choice of options, I think is a, is a very good thing. Yeah. So to, to, to wrap up, 
you know, one of the things I was thinking of as we were talking through this is you know, the rabbit hole I'd mentioned that I had gone down, you know, to, to kind of start off our conversation. Um, I, I was watching several videos by this, this couple that spent weeks at a time working on the road. Mm-hmm. They had their truck, uh, they have grown children, um, but they had their truck, they had their dogs, they had their trailer and would just go out and be working remotely for, for, for weeks on end. And I'm yeah. like that so right now, that is so appealing. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, hit the road, go see national parks, get some work done. Um, so appealing at the moment. And if you do want to see that, there are a lot of great YouTube uh, creators that are doing this, that, you know, are remote work, they're developers, they're designers, they're whatever, that they just go and drop down in a national park or somewhere and they just work and, it's an amazing opportunity and that's kind of maybe an extreme and I know we're trying to wrap up here, but that's maybe an extreme, but there's so many opportunities within there to just, and that, that would be the biggest takeaway. I think the hardest part of remote work is taking advantage of those opportunities. And, you know, you starting out saying, Hey, I'm just going to go down and work at the shore for a few hours. Like, you know, we, that we really need to take advantage of that because there's so many, we have that control and flexibility. The reality is, is we rarely, we rarely take advantage of it and we really need to be. Yeah. And and my rule of thumb is, is as long as, as long as stuff gets done, nobody's going to care where you did it, when you did it, asterisks, you know, as long as it's, you know, like I said, within a timely fashion, but like no one's going to care where you did it. If you did it at 1am, 1pm, whatever, Uh, as long as stuff gets done, people don't care. And the reality is, is when people are happy and are doing what they love, they tend to create really great work. So cool, man. All right. Well, this has been good. Yep. All righty. Catch you later. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of 33 Tangents. If you enjoyed what you heard, please rate and review the show on your favorite podcast aggregator so others can find us. If you would like to reach us, you can do so by emailing podcast at 33sticks.com or on the web at 33tangents.33sticks.com. 33 Tangents is a production of 33 Sticks, an analytics boutique.